Welcome to the State of NFTERRA. This is the show where I'm bringing you all of the updates and news you need to know about former Terra NFT communities and what their recovery plans are in the wake of the destruction that was the Terra crash. This week, I was joined by Edwin, the community manager at OnePlanet. OnePlanet is an NFT marketplace looking to bring transparency, clarity, and oversight to the often dubious and sometimes sketchy NFT world. OnePlanet has also adopted several of the NFT collections that I'll be speaking to throughout this series. If you enjoy this content, please take a second to like, follow, and subscribe. The State of NFTERRA is just one series of many that will be coming to the Gravidal podcast. That's all for me. I hope you enjoy the interview. Edwin, first off, how are you? And uh, do you mind just quickly introducing yourself? Yeah, thank you, Rick, for having me on that, your, your new podcast with GravityDAO. I, I know we've uh, exchanged uh, a few conversations in your other podcast with uh, Brevi, so uh, I appreciate you having me here. But um, yeah, um, I'm the community manager for One Planet, so my job is just to uh, continue to build relationships with the NFT projects that we're working with and with their holders. And uh, so this uh, experience that we had going with uh, the Terra crash was definitely tough, uh, you know, for, for everybody, right? Uh, but um, I was down in the trenches with everybody, with all the holders and <laughs> uh, trying to uh, keep the community spirits up uh, as much as I could. Uh, but you know we're excited and we're going to talk about this today just uh, the the pathway that we created um to move forward and uh, the different partnerships that are coming about and uh yeah we're, we're definitely looking forward to just you know seeing um the nft projects continue to progress and and create just a fun environment for their communities absolutely a true lunatic through and through so set the stage for everyone a little bit here what is one planet uh well, we'll start with that. What is One Planet? Just give an introduction of what you guys do, what you're offering. Yeah, so uh, with One Planet, we are an NFT marketplace and launchpad. We want to create a decentralized um, uh, way for NFT investors to come in and uh, trade their NFTs, create their NFTs, and also uh, have ownership of the marketplace and making a lot of the decisions that happen in the marketplace. So um, that, that's the general um, overview. Uh, and then there's going to be different different tools, different mechanisms in how we create that environment of a decentralized NFT marketplace. Um, and so uh, diving a little bit deeper and a deeper layer there, uh, you know, with uh, the NFT marketplace, we were able to create um, in a, a lot of utility in, in Terra which was uh, a lot of fun for, for folks to participate. It was a lot of fun for me. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to work with One Planet was because of their vision. Um, for example, like uh, w- a couple of things that we did were um, just building different tools for uh, investors and projects, uh, project owners to feel safe. Um, when they were using our platform, like in Terra, there was always an issue of like having to delist your NFTs in order to receive airdrops or uh, just for your NFT to be recognized um, when they do snapshots and things like that. So we were able to create a, a storage wallet, uh, right? That uh, it was your, your own decentralized wallet uh, within our platform. So there was no need to delist. So different tools like that, right? That we, we were looking out for the user. We were looking out for any any uh, friction points um, and just trying to create a better experience for them. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the whole decentralized aspect there of giving users that sort of decentralized endpoint on a on an NFT marketplace, incredibly vital because you mentioned the relisting problems. There's also some other issues that uh, I'm sure we'll get get into that was right around that time. Because I'm going to ask you where was OP on its roadmap right before the crash of Terra? Um, what were the big developments at the time? And then can you just set the stage a little bit for what was happening in general Terra NFTs? Because I know it was a very uh, interesting moment during that period. Yeah, we were actually um, taking a lot of uh, attention, like because projects were releasing their um, their collections with other platforms, um, but they were starting to notice uh, what we could offer, and that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the different tools that we had created. And so they were um, seeing the advantages of um, our team and our platform. And so things were definitely looking very bright for us, uh, you know, with, with everything that we we're doing with our launch pad, with our marketplace, with our community, um, like a, a couple of other examples uh, of just tools that we were able to create was uh, the use of P Luna, right, which is the um, uh, principle of uh, Luna where traders were able to come in and use that token to um, purchase or mint their NFTs and then trade as well, uh, which was something that had, had not been seen on Terra. Um, uh, ultimately, our goal um, in Terra was to just standardize uh, smart contracts. There was a lot of different ways that uh, NFT marketplaces were uh, minting, and so that created a lot of issues um, like during listing of in different marketplaces for projects as well. Uh, we had uh, Forge, uh, which was going to be a um, a tool for projects to, to use um, when they were minting. So the first tool from Forge was the assemble, disassemble feature. And we had Riot Factory uh, use that one initially. And the goal with that was to have projects create a mechanism where they can build, um, for example, with Riot Factory, it was a, a robot, right? So they were able mm -hmm. to get ahead, get the, the chassis, the legs. And so they put all of those together to assemble a robot that they uh, could look at the rarity of all the parts put together or how cool it look with different parts put together and then they disassemble and just rebuild it again right so you, you were able to trade your nft as a fully assembled robot or take it apart and sell each individual part so that was fun to experience as well uh, but yeah there was definitely a lot of um, chaos going on uh, in terra even before the crash in the nft marketplace there's a lot of um uh, what do you call it like people doing research <laughs> and finding out the truth of what was going on in the background so uh you know our, our team you know we're, we're public our I'm, I'm public here uh, sam uh, our business and marketing lead you know he's also doxxed on twitter so uh, we definitely try to um you know come uh, come off as uh, you know people that uh, value the the space and we definitely mm -hmm. don't want to take advantage of uh, any of uh, the NFT investors that that are in Web three, you know, and and that see the potential in NFTs and utility. That's one of the things I love the most about One Planet, and we're going back to that time in Terra. 
before the crash, before before everything went nuts, uh, before that all went nuts, because the NFT community here was rocked by that whole entire controversy with another exchange, um, which I, we won't get into the details of that because it's it's old old news at this point. But you know, it, there's an important aspect of, of being transparent, being open, um, telling people what you're doing, uh, and it's great to have a, a marketplace that is willing to listen to the community and offer really interesting, unique perks like the whole customize, customizable, being able to sell in pieces. I know a lot of collections on Terra were originally planning on taking advantage of that, and I'm sure they will now as everything moves on. We'll get into the detail there. But um, once again, just, just transparency, openness, all very important things about Web3 that I really love that One Planet is bringing home. Uh, and we're going to get on to that transition now. So the crash happens. How does everyone react? You know, what bring us to that experience there? Because we've all, we all, if we were a lunatic, we all had our own, <laughs> our own dark, dark moment there. Um, we all witnessed just the the kind of horrifying shock that was um, that 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 fateful day in May. I don't even remember what day it was, honestly, at this point. Um, so how how did OP react initially? Um, and then where are you guys going now? Where has the shift been, and where's the focus gone? Yeah. So. Initially, we were all still hopeful, you know, Terra is our home, Terra is where we initially wanted to build and the idea just being around decentralized money, building a decentralized NFT marketplace on top of that, right? Um, so we were definitely hopeful and, and just wishing UST could repeg and everything would go back to normal in the first few days. But, it, you know, after a while, it got to the point, um, after a few days, it got to the point where things were looking very grim, you know, and uh, people were uh, experiencing a lot of issues in the blockchain as well, right? As a marketplace, we had to deal with the hyperinflation of uh, both UST and Luna. So then we had to solve problems of people trying to trade their NFTs uh, at, you know, values of Luna they never thought would be mm. possible to sell, you know, uh, transaction issues that they just wouldn't go through. So just trying to deal with individual uh, problems like that. Um, but but yeah, go, going through that was definitely stressful. But what started to happen is a lot of other blockchains reached out to, to us and to other um, projects on Terra, right, providing support. Um, for us, the the one we did our due diligence. We we spoke and to to a lot of them. Had a lot of meetings with uh, a lot of different blockchains. But Polygon was the one that stood out the most for us. And the 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 the, the main for us going with Polygon was in the 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 layer one, which was Ethereum, right? And then just uh, putting our uh, native building our native platform on Polygon based on the scalability and the low transaction fees and just the um, the history of Polygon uh, be, being able to attract and onboard different users. They, they've been able to get like Web2 native brands and get them to create NFTs on, on their blockchain. Um, so there, there was a lot of good things going on with Polygon, you know, they they they've been able to you know survive and stay alive for a long time as well mm -hmm. uh, obviously you know with the bear market everybody's going down you can't really avoid that uh but but yeah so polygon was the one that we picked uh they had a lot of opportunities for 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 us you know everybody in terra right so uh providing technical support so that we can build our native marketplace 
their um, just uh, emergency allocation funds as well um, for for Terra projects individually and also for us. Um, and uh, they they have an, uh, Polygon Studios is their NFT arm of Polygon, right? And mm-hmm. so and so they focus on um, supporting NFT projects. And so with the relationship that they have with other projects, they're able to kind of create that bridge between us as we start to get onboarded and, and get familiar with the community in Polygon. They've been able to introduce us to a lot of projects that are building on Polygon and that they partner with as well. So yeah, I think right now it's it's been exciting just to build a new relationship. It definitely does feel different, you know, in Terra since it was still a fairly new blockchain. You almost felt like you knew everybody. You almost felt mm. like you you could, I don't know, you can reach out to anybody. But Polygon has been around, you know, for for a while now, and they uh, they've been booming as well, just like you know everybody has had been in the in the uh, bull run. So we're kind of the new kids in town. So we have to just, uh, yeah, come in and also do our own due diligence, right? Check in with uh, the projects that are uh, looking good on um, uh, other uh, like statistics, like looking at which projects have high transaction volume, getting familiar with the on-ramps, getting familiar with the, uh, the DEXs, just different tools that we're going to need as NFT investors, right? So then uh, we can be able to uh, communicate that with our users as well it's tough in that sense especially coming from a a blockchain like terra which was growing rapidly but the whole entire nft community still had i feel an entire arc to go through it i think it was still very young it was very nascent very energetic Um, people were excited about nf uh, terra nfts i was gonna say nf terra (laughs) right okay we get the point um (laughs) your podcast name that's right right. it's the i I got it tied in there um (laughs) people were so excited about what was happening though that that the potential for that community just it was already we saw in, in certain projects that were very high up there very well respected in the terror community but the rest of crypto hadn't really quite caught on to that yet and i think you saw people migrate from ethereum to then solana um, and people had the whole solana nft craze and i think terra in, in my opinion terra was probably next in line to really take over that spot unfortunately it didn't happen but then you know projects reached out and it's great to see polygon and so many other blockchains who reached out to these projects and offered um you know some sort of condolences and uh, a recovery plan and I know there were some blockchain communities that were uh, not so enthusiastic about <laughs> accepting former lunatics, but there were some who were the smart ones and said, you know, there's there was some true talent here and a lot of passionate people about this blockchain. They really believe in decentralized money, decentralized economies. And uh, I really think it's just fantastic seeing that response and um, the fact that Polygon Studios reached out to OP. It, you, you guys will find your place. I think I think you have the right ethos. I think a lot of people on Polygon and, and the maybe broader Ethereum ecosystem really will vibe with uh, what you all are trying to provide considering some of the other exploits on uh, popular uh, NFT marketplaces. I want to then go into the road to Polygon. So I know this is your quote unquote roadmap and there's a whole bunch of surprises here. Just just give an overview to the listeners about what this is um, and when people can expect to learn more information about reveals and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so... The the goal with the road to Polygon is to create a bit of a uh, roadmap right to to the community uh, of NFT holders from Terra because the the so the first thing the big the big first thing is migrating the NFT 
uh, holders and uh, into Polygon, right? So that's where we're developing our uh, uh, tool on our website where users are going to be able to connect their Terra wallet address that will verify the, their ownership of their NFTs and then add their Terra, their Polygon wallet address. Uh, and then with that connection, once we remint on Polygon, they'll be able to receive their NFTs, right? Their appropriate NFTs. And so if you launch the one planet, the smart contract in the background is going to burn the Terra NFT and remint the Polygon NFT and, and you'll get that. And then if you did not launch on one planet, since we don't have that smart contract, then on the back end, your NFT is going to get locked forever. And um, the new NFT is going to be reminted on Polygon, right? So that's a bit of the mechanism how that's going to work. So that's the first big, big thing, migrating. Um, and um, the, the second big thing is going to be opening up our marketplace on Polygon so that the, the traders that now hold their NFTs can go there and just do what they want with them, right? They can they can put them for sale or, or buy others uh, if they want. Uh, so those are the two you know main first things. Uh, obviously, the launch pad comes after that. Um, but we have a couple of different things going on. Right now um, on our website, for example, we have the Road to Polygon uh, kind of um, campaign where it has different missions. The first mission was follow to earn. So all you needed to do was follow one planet, uh, join our Telegram community as well uh, that we're trying to build there. Uh, in Polygon, um, and then Mission 2 is about to release uh, in a few hours. And so Mission 2 is going to be a uh, a, a way for, pro uh, for, for holders to go and research a website page for the NFT collections that are coming to Polygon with us. Mm. So they'll be able to look at a, a, a website that we've created and uh, for example, let's say Erect Wolves or Distop AI or Department 77, they can go into each of their websites and they'll be able to take uh, follow the Gleam kind of steps. But the main one, it's going to be a quiz. So there's either one or two questions. If you answer it and you get the quiz uh, right, you'll be entered to win NFTs, Matic, Whitelist. So there's a bunch of prizes that the NFT projects have donated for this uh, quiz event. Um, so that, that's going to be mission two. And, you know, we're going to have five in total. Um, so this is a way for us to, to give to the community so they can continue to pay attention to what's going on with the migration process and to uh, give them the opportunity to win different prizes, Matic, right, uh, NFTs, and uh, keep them engaged while we create our our tools on our website to get the full migration of their NFTs into into Polygon. Um, you know, and and I think one thing that I should mention is that um, what I've learned is that in Polygon, since there's really no native marketplace, like when you think of Polygon NFTs and where the trading happens you think about OpenSea. And that's usually what, what most mm -hmm. projects do. They create their own website, they have a launch pad, uh, they mint there, and then they send their users to OpenSea to trade. And so what's interesting is that there's a lot of scams that happen because the project themselves creates their own launch pad, right? So if they're anon, if there's no, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're not really a part of a community, but you like their project, you're gonna go and mint. 
but mm-hmm. now you gave them the opportunity to when you sign the sign when you sign the transaction you give them the rights to kind of take your funds right uh so there's a lot of scams that happen in that way so you know one planet coming in it's going to create a a trusted community a trusted platform where um, investors can come in and feel safe about signing transactions in our website uh, right and so that's one thing that I'm excited for because I keep hearing stories, you know, going into different Polygon NFT communities and hearing stories about how they've been scammed and they lost their NFTs and lost their money. So, yeah, that that's uh, it's been interesting for me because we never had that on Terra. We always had a marketplace to go to. I know most people launch one of the popular three or four NFT marketplaces when they're doing a Terra project. And if they're doing something solo, you'd always kind of be like, what? why are you doing your own marketplace? <laughs> um yeah, it's great. It's great to see that you guys have that whole engagement aspect, though, and that you're making the best out of a pretty tough situation. You're, you're giving people a gamified aspect to help promote and revitalize this community, which I think is very important. Uh, and that brings me into my next little topic here, and that is, uh, so Polygon is helping support you know, One Planet as well as, um, you know, various NFTera projects. But I guess how is One Planet also helping bring in these NFTera projects? And what are you guys doing to help outreach to bring anyone who may have been disaffected uh, and doesn't really know where to go right now? Or this is probably more the process that happened a couple months ago. But what was that first step of, of reaching out and communicating and engaging with projects that were affected by the crash? Yeah, we made a big push to let all the nft projects in terra know what we were doing right and give them the opportunity to join us and so the, we created uh, another campaign called arc one and essentially that's where we explained what our partnership with polygon studios um uh was about right which mm-hmm. it would uh it would create an opportunity uh, for them to not have to worry about the technical aspect of migrating their nfts towards polygon right we would take care of that there was also um, some funds that were going to be deployed by polygon studios and um, that way projects can have a couple of months to um, to use that emergency allocation while we create the marketplace where they can start to earn rewards um, on royalties um, so we made a big push for that. That closed June 15th. So it has been almost a month since, since that closed. Uh, but we had a lot of collections reach out, man. I, honestly, mo- mo- most of them did. And obviously, we we did a little bit of reaching out as well. But we had in total 48 collections, sorry, 40, 48 projects. And pro- some projects have two or three collections, yeah. right? And so, yeah, and so in total, we had uh, 90 collections. Wow. Um, um, that are going to be migrating to Polygon with us. And, you know, the, the way we see it is that it, 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 when it comes to NFT projects, it, it takes a lot of community effort, right? Like you, you need to have uh, people coming into to your community, your discourse, your, your Twitter, and just engage, engaging and following your roadmap. And, um, you know, uh, as a project, that's that's where the 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 moat kind of comes in right like what what makes your project different than than others mm-hmm. and so uh you know with that we 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 felt like we had to have a community uh together and the the bigger that was the better experience we would all have going into a new chain right um and so uh, i think other projects saw that same vision that we had of bringing everybody together migrating together uh and and so that's why a lot of them were 
able to um, buy in and and come with us on that on that vision. And right now, that's our main job, right? Just making sure that we when we land, we're we're all together, and that's why we're creating this gamified component um, on our website and taking care of all the technical support uh, as well. And um, you know, every project's a little bit different, so uh, there are going to be uh, some some technical things that we will have to work on an individual basis but for the most part everybody's going to be able to to work together and uh, yeah just come into a, a we call it the soft landing right because uh we're all landing together if you're if you're landing by yourself i feel like it's a hard landing it's just like you're, you're the new kid in town but at least for us it's like the new the new group the new village coming mm-hmm. to to polygon so we're a strong group the uh, the word soft landing is typically used by the Fed, but I'm gonna now <laughs> I'm gonna now give it to one planet. So whenever I hear it, I don't immediately shudder because 90 projects <laughs> is really an amazing number to have there. Um, so much I'm sure there was just so much activity in the last month bringing all these projects on. And yeah, as you mentioned, I'm sure there's gonna be some technical aspects as well because I know some of these projects have unique features and ways in which they want to really uh, make theirs stand out from the rest of the crowd. And so. Um, Regardless, it's just it is brilliant to hear the unity there. That ninety projects, ninety collections, sorry, and forty-eight different projects are all uh, on board with you guys to move over to Polygon. Uh, this brings me to my last question, and you've touched upon it a little bit throughout our conversation so far. But how does OP uh, One Planet hope to foster a, a more decentralized Web three? Um, what are the, what are the some what are the, some of the big features that you really personally see as the community manager? Well, yeah, we were able to show a few of the tools that would help decentralization in general, right? And so ultimately, you want to lead by example. We want to create the tools and have the, the, the projects, the team leads take advantage of those tools. And then the users as well, the, the holders come in and take advantage of those tools. Um, and uh, so, for example, like one of our biggest um uh, like uh, mechanisms or features is going to be the no-code minting tool, right? So as we create these smart contracts of different launchpad options, like uh, like the Dutch auction, the English auction, the assemble, disassemble feature, uh, feature with Forge, opening packs, um, different things like that, we, we want to create those and then eventually allow the users to to. Um, or the NFT uh, project founders to use those smart contracts in a no-code uh, minting tool, right? So they're, they're mm-hmm. able to do it on their own, right? Um, so, so I think that's going to create a lot of decentralization. Um, we are going to also have a, a social feature, right? Similar to Instagram. So then that way, projects are able to kind of leverage that feature to build our communities in our platform and 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 again with the ultimate goal of uh, being decentralized um not depending so much on on like a a telegram or a twitter or a a discord like those are still going to be useful right but um with the goal of being decentralized in web3 i think having a, a web3 native social platform is going to be the way to go in the future um and then one thing that I had I haven't mentioned much, but obviously we're going to have a uh, a, a token as well, and with that, um, users are going to be able to uh, have a uh, have ownership of the marketplace, and so mm. that that's something that obviously we'll dive 
deeper later on uh, once mm-hmm. we once we actually release more information on that. But it's going to be fun just to have uh, NFT um, holders uh, kind of choose where they they put their OPT token on on which projects and staking and all all of that stuff. It, it's it's going to be fun just experiencing. Uh, the One Planet platform once it's fully built. Uh, right now, we're as far as our roadmap goes, we're we're just getting started. Like uh, our, our vision, you know, in what we got done in Terra, what uh, was just the beginning, just the, the tip of uh, the iceberg of, of what we have planned. Um, but but they're all important things for decentralization for sure. Of course. Yeah, and a lot to look forward to with with everything one plan's going to be doing there and a token I wasn't even aware of that. So, I'm sure <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to have a follow-up conversation about that one when we know more information. But um Edwin, I just want to give you an opportunity to give you some concluding thoughts and where should listeners go to learn more about One Planet and uh, yourself? Yeah, so um Last thoughts is just uh, pay attention to our Twitter right at uh, One Planet that way you can be aware of the different missions that are coming out and participate and have an opportunity to win NFTs or Matic. Join our Discord. And if you have any questions uh, about anything, just join us. Uh, I'm actually working on creating a little bit more, uh, figuring out how to create more engagement. So um, we're thinking about like an in-server economy or uh, just creating an onboarding process where users can have the opportunity to uh, have a 15 minute meeting with me, for example, just to see, mm-hmm. do a little bit of like user research, see where they're coming from, see what uh, things they would like to see on our platform. Um, and then we we also have a Telegram community around Polygon NFTs. Uh, so that would be uh, the third option as well. Um, and the goal with that is just to be able to create a culture around Polygon and, and NFTs. That way uh, people are, uh, feeling like there's a hub of uh, NFTs. And I think that's one thing that we noticed too, that things are very fractured, fraction, fracture, whatever, fractured. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So everybody's doing their own thing in in Polygon. And so we're trying to just create an environment where people can feel like they can cut, they can, they can check in and collab and discuss the similar uh, things that are going on at the time, uh, you know, with NFTs. That's all great stuff. To anyone listening or watching, I will make sure that all these links are in the show notes so you can get involved and learn more about One Planet. But Edwin, thank you so much for your time this week. You're really setting the stage for the rest of the series. You are the first guest we've had on the state of NFTERA. We're going to now start bringing on projects more specifically, um, getting into what they're interacting, how they're going to be interacting with One Planet. So a lot of really valuable information and context that uh, I know will be carried on throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And a question for you is that... Is that background part of like the Gravidal theme? Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a secret. <laughs> okay, yes, okay. it's it's a theme. We're gonna we're gonna there's gonna be a theme change in the near future. I, I can't give away too much yet about that, but um, yeah, it is there is a theme going on here. We're gonna be uh, it's gonna it's gonna be expanding. But um, yeah, thank cool. you again, Edwin. It was great to have a conversation with you.